Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. It's Tuesday, Boot Camp for the Soul. It's been a while since I've been on the air for Boot Camp for the Soul. We had the holidays, we had snow, all kinds of interesting uh, diversions from our Tuesday live show. We've been playing repeats, so I hope you've enjoyed them. But we are today going to be talking about your inner wisdom because everyone has knowledge, awareness, ancient wisdom inside of them. And we're going to talk about how you can, as an individual, dive in and you know, retain and gain access to that area and keep it in your mind. Cause I think a lot of times we bump into our wisdom and we're even kind of shocked by it, but then we pull away. We say, Oh, that's not real. We fake ourselves out of it. You know, we do all these interesting things that um, kind of confuse us. And then we look towards others who end up telling us the very same thing that we already knew. I, I find this a lot with um, clients when they're on the table, when I'm telling them, you know, they're, they're laying down, it's just 30 seconds into the session. I'm telling them something like, oh, that's what I thought. I really thought that like a year ago. Um, but between that original moment of them getting a ha light bulb moment and then the time that transpired after that, they kind of drive themselves a little bit confused, a little bit crazy about, well, they're not going to believe in that one thing. They're not going to believe in that simple answer or that thing that they they truly want, but they have a few other hoops they need to jump through in order to make it happen. And sometimes we just want the bag of popcorn to arrive on our lap instantaneously without any work involved. But if there was no work to be done, then we would already have that thing that we so desperately believe that we want in our lives. So whether you're looking for your wisdom about love or resources, a brand new job, a great place to live, or hopefully just overall happiness, it's already inside of you. So we're going to talk about that a lot today. And I want to thank everyone who's been signing up for Christopher Rundstrom's class. Um, he's an astrologer, as you know, who'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. We'll be talking in more detail about his two-day workshop. He's coming to Seattle. I'm so excited. I get to finally meet him in person. Um, he's uh, very well educated in astrology and has been popular and on many social media outlets around the country and the world. And so we're very fortunate to have him come to Seattle. So I'm going to be in that class, too, uh, for the weekend. And so I'm looking forward to meeting people in person, if I've never met you before. And, of course, learning all about the ruling planet, because everybody has a ruling planet. And I think it's fascinating when you find out what your ruling planet is and then what sign it's in. That even makes it more diverse to really understand in-depth who you are. So if you're interested in taking the class, you can go to my website. Um, there's a link to Christopher, so you can find out more about him if you're unsure of who he is, then you can register online or call the office. So, Eric, why don't we go ahead and go to our first caller? All right, let's jump right to Laura. Laura's calling from California. Hey, Laura, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for taking my call. I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a while, so I'm really excited. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So you have a question. Yes, it's about my third eye. Okay, uh -huh. when I close my third eye, um, not all the time, but a lot of the time, I'll see everything lit up, and there appears to be ladders or poles, and beings are going up the poles, and sometimes these beings are lit up, 
and other times they're black shadows. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems to now be tied into my energy system. And like um, now I can just touch anywhere on my body and energy will move up my body and kind of out my crown and I'll feel it in the front of my third eye. And it's almost like I can drive in the car and I'm asking these beings something. Well, at first I thought it was my guides, and sometimes I do think it's my guides. But um, the information that I get sometimes conflicts. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, well, this is, you know, maybe some galactic nonsense going on in front of me. <laughs> A little <laughs> but, bit of mischief, perhaps, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the thing that concerns me is then it's tied into my energy system. So here I am last night sleeping with a crystal again in my bed. <laughs> right. Well, there's nothing wrong with sleeping with crystals. I mean, they're wonderful, you know, amazing attributes uh, and they feed your energy system. I actually like the fact that you can put your hand on different parts of your body and you can feel your energy move because I actually think that's normal to feel energy pulsating through the body. I, I think it's really healthy and I think the more sensitive we become, the bigger of an awareness we have of that. And then at the same time, we can be aware when the energy isn't moving very well, you, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, I don't think is in our highest good. I have, you know, a percentage of clients who I would say, at least initially and some still today, don't feel energy when I work on them at all. You know, they, they're they laying on the table and they're trusting the images that I'm getting and what I'm describing that's happening in their energy system based on what I'm experiencing, but they don't feel it at all. And I think as people get more sensitive, as they let go of the physical reality, then they are more aware of the energetic world that's living amongst us. And so what's happening is when you close your physical eyes, you're noticing what's happening through your third eye. Is that correct? Right. Right, which is really a a big part of the process because a lot of times people have to shut out the physical world in order to have an awareness of their non-physical reality. So, so that's number one that's happening. And what I would do is I wouldn't take what you're saying so seriously because a lot of times when the third eye, when we're getting comfortable with our third eye, you can see all kinds of weird things and, and they could even not even be an exact replica of what's really out there. When I first started to see, and I, I had to close my physical eyes to see with my third eye, I would see weird shapes just floating all around me, you know, and, and I would see like black holes. It's, it's almost like when a baby's born, their vision is black and white. It takes a while before the cones are developed and they can see color. So the, the same is true for a third eye. And so I, I wouldn't take it so seriously. I would go back to the basics when it comes to asking for ancient wisdom. That means, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't ask why you're driving in the car unless you really need to, like for directions or things of that nature. I'd wait till you're home centered, grounded in your body and you're neutral. Your, your your emotions aren't flared in one direction or not. And you are more of a steady place and you can move into your lower abdomen and then ask from that perspective where you're more in the seat of your soul versus trying to connect outwardly. Okay. Yeah. That's usually an issue with me. Thank you for that. Oh, you're so and, welcome. Yes. And then um, do I have any new arches? Cause I just went through, you, you do. Know, and you have, and I, can I, how many bad words can I say on the air, Eric? I mean, like, can I say the S word? No? Yeah, okay. Well, the, it you, depends okay. on what S word you're talking about. Okay, well, about. that but, word that ends with a T, you have that many, a, a blank load of arches that are just about to open. You have like seven behind you. I mean, that's quite phenomenal to have that. So they're they're lined up one after another. You know, so there's seven, like if you're standing up, which I, I that's don't. That's my favorite number. Oh, seven? 
Okay. Yeah. Well, it is the highest spiritual number, so it's a great number to have as your favorite number. So there's seven arches behind you, and most of them have not even opened up yet. In fact, the first one closest to you just opened up maybe like two or three days ago. The one behind it is going to open. Yeah, so the first one right directly behind you just opened up, and all the other ones are going to be opening up over a period of time. The last one, the seventh one, probably isn't even going to open up for several months, like maybe even eight months down the road, but they're already lined up behind you. So you have a a lot of potential for growth and transformation and a lot of help available to you. So I would spend this time since getting ungrounded is maybe more common. I would really work on staying grounded in, in your body. I will do that because I so honor your wisdom and love you so much. Oh, thank you. I love you too. And you know, I'm going to be in California in May. So, I know. You're in a beautiful place. I oh, live in, good. The, in the Raisin Valley, so oh. that's not... <laughs> it's not close enough, huh? <laughs> well, it's not too far, though, but I'm excited about you coming, and I'm so happy for your book. You know, when you um, when I first met you, I ordered all your CDs, Aww. and when I listened to... I remember listening to the Spirit Guide CD, thinking, oh my gosh, I want to be her when I, you know... <laughs> when you amazing. grow up? Yeah, exactly. That's so cute. Well, uh-huh. I hope I hope that you get to be everything that you want to be, because you deserve it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. By the way, thank you for not saying that the S word word on the air. And (laughs) I appreciate our callers always keeping it clean as well. Don't we have amazing callers? We're We're so lucky. We are. We're fortunate. Okay. Well, thank you for keeping me clean too, Eric. I appreciate that. Now let's uh, talk to Iris in Bellevue. Hi, Iris. How are you? Pretty good. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? Um, I called you a few years back, uh-huh. and you said um, writing sounds like a place that I should head for. Uh-huh. And um, I guess I'm at a point that that's I'm thinking. Now you're thinking you should do it. Well, I have <laughs> I've taken um, class uh-huh. for it, and now the the instructor is saying I should take the uh-huh. one for novel writing. Oh, okay. So, so not only did the woo-woo lady tell you that you should do it, now the educated person <laughs> with the appropriate initials behind their name also is suggesting that writing is the path for you. So what's your hesitation? Because I can feel it even in your voice. Well, I, I don't know why. I don't know if this happened with everybody, but I, I have this thinking that I feel like I don't have talent in it, right. so why do I want to even try and commit the next two years in, in this class? Do you think, and you know your teacher, obviously, but I'm looking at your teacher, and I think this person has quite a bit of integrity. So do you think your teacher was honest and straight with you in terms of recommending you taking the course? I guess so. I, I I know it's the problem is with me. Yeah. <laughs> Even in your response, you're not sure, you know. <laughs> Even though you seem to trust this person and you've learned a lot from this individual. Yes. Right? Yeah. So so here's something that it that I think would be very important for you to kind of integrate into your awareness. And I recently said this term to a client, but I'm yeah, I'm going to say the very same thing but with a slightly different uh, percentage. You have a 75% misperception of who you are. Oh, wow. That's bad. <laughs> well, uh, or good. Because what if your perception of who you are, you don't even like? 
Oh. <laughs> right? I mean, what if, you know, you don't want to be who you think you are? And if oh. you are have a 75% misperception of who you think you are, woohoo! That means that you are way more, you're 75% more than what you think you are. So, and and when you think about being a novelist, does it scare you? Mm, I don't know. So, what's I, the feeling like if you let's say that you've you've you know, you've encountered your fears, you've moved past them or whatever, your belief that you're not good enough and you've moved past them and you are now a published novelist. How does it feel? Oh, if I, if I can, if people can enjoy my story, I'd be very, very happy. Okay. I think that's a sign. <laughs> and, and when you do your homework assignments with, uh, in your class, do you enjoy the writing exercises? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's another sign. So the only being, the only part of you that needs to be convinced that you are a writer is your personality, that part of you that's not connected to your soul, that part that you keep disconnecting from your soul by telling yourself mean things about who you think you are, that misperception. So you need to work on that. I would absolutely sign up for the two-year class. It doesn't mean that you don't even have to start writing your, you don't have to wait till you graduate from that class to start writing your book. Well, I have two ideas and I started on one already. Yay! Congratulations! That's exciting! (laughs) So I don't know how many more people you need to convince you of who you are, but I, you know, you've got the woo-woo world behind you and my insights and my perception and you have actually trained people in the field of writing who are also encouraging you to be an author. So I, I don't know what more you need to be convinced. Perhaps what you could do is get really quiet tonight, light some candles, lay down on the couch, put your dominant hand on your lower abdomen, drop your mind, like your awareness, into that part of your body, and ask when you feel relaxed and you feel heat from your hand in in that lower part of your body, and ask, would it be in my highest good to be a novelist or a writer or whatever word you want to use? Actually, I... I I know the answer. Okay. What's the answer? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Okay. So see how you already know. And and when your mind starts to go to all these other places, I I want you to stop your mind from repetitively going into the darkness that is not serving you and is not in alignment with your truth, you know, external truth that others have told you and the internal truth that you know to be true. You need to constantly and consistently bring yourself back to what you know is true from the ancient wisdom inside of you. Okay. Okay. That's your main homework assignment. That's what's going to create the largest amount of success for you or anyone else. Okay. Okay. And um, that... and I want a copy of that book. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to send it to me so I can read it. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it will happen. I, I, well, I still okay. couldn't see it. But... Well, well, maybe like right now is a perfect moment to go. I will be happy to do that, Marie. Thank you so much oh. for, for um, wanting to have a copy of my book. Okay, I would love to send you a copy of my book. <laughs> exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about, connecting to your ancient wisdom that has already told you the truth instead of disconnecting from it and focusing on something that is completely false. Okay. Okay? My, the, the other thing is that I also hand-stitch notebooks, and I was wondering if I should even put any energy on it. Into what? I'm sorry, what was that? Um, hand-stitch notebooks. Uh, so you do that? You hand-stitch notebooks? Yeah, mostly at 
started it because I needed notebook uh-huh. to do my yeah. writing and well, I don't like anything out there. Yeah, that's because you're an author and they're picky. You know, they like <laughs> certain types of paper or certain types of computers. I mean, I, I literally date the laptop that I'm writing on, literally, because I have to love it. The keys, the program, you know, it's the music that I listen to because it's 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 yeah, a dance, definitely. right? Yeah. yeah. So I I would say if you're no longer interested in stitching these things because you now have to spend more time writing your novel, um, I think that's it's fine to take a break from it. Sounds like that's what you want to do. Yeah, I just didn't. I just wonder if I need to make it into a real business. I'm doing this just for fun. I I think that you've got a lot on your plate right now, so maybe not so much. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back. You made it. It's 2012, and the earth didn't collapse into nothingness. So what are your plans? You could go on as you have, or you could take advantage of these expanding times and learn how to ride the wave of happiness right here, right now. Riding the Wave of Happiness is a two-hour class that will be taught quarterly this year, Thursday evenings at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. Come join in on the fun. Upcoming dates include March 15th and May 17th. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Nowadays, you can go to just about any astrology website, type in your birth information, and download your chart. That's great, but how many of us know how to read it? Christopher Renstrom has created a course targeted for the person who's interested in astrology, but whose eyes glaze over whenever things start to get too technical and wordy. Join Christopher at his Beginning Astrology Weekend Workshop, February 25th and 26th, at the Courtyard on Lake Union. This class is perfect for those interested in learning about astrology, or perhaps even in becoming astrologers themselves one day. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Are you new to the fields of energy medicine, Reiki, or subtle energy therapies? Are you looking for a mentor or for insight and guidance into your health or destiny or for connecting with a loved one on the other side? Travis Taylor is described by other healers as a soul whisperer who nourishes the spirit and enlightens the being. As an empath, energy intuitive, and clairvoyant medium, he offers individual sessions, classes, workshops, and mentoring programs that will improve your health and well-being, expand your consciousness, and cultivate your soul. For more information about Travis and his upcoming events, please visit empathichealing.com. That's empathic healing.com be well more choices more topics more shows one station alternative talk 1150 a.m and welcome back to marie manu cherry show we're live here in seattle you can also reach us on the web at energyintuitive.com where you can listen to all the shows live and all the hundreds of archive shows and you can also go to 1150kknw.com if you want to listen live 
I love that. I absolutely love that. And, you know, I have a lot of book signings coming up, and the book's not even out yet. I mean, it's, it's like I'm so surprised and grateful. When is the big day? Uh, when when does it drop, as the kids March say? March 1st. March 1st. Yeah. Awesome. I'll be, actually be interviewed on the morning show here with um, Gary and Suzanne. Um, Excellent. First thing in the Matt's morning. Matt's Mitchell. Matt's and Mitchell in the morning. So I think I have to get up kind of early for that interview because they're pretty early. I think they're six, on at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. So <laughs> the day the book is released, I'll be interviewed by them. And, and then, of course, that's a Thursday. So I'll be back here in the afternoon, of course, doing readings and whatnot. Um, but then my very first book signing here in Seattle will be March 7th at the Third Place Books. Awesome. And then March 10th, I'll be at, um, I will be at Barnes & Noble in Bellevue. And then March 30th, I'll be in Portland at the New Residence, New Renaissance, excuse me, um, bookstore in Portland. And then I'll be back in, in Bellingham in April. I mean, it's just going on and on and on. And then uh, obviously I'll be in Idaho, New Hampshire, Canada, California. And so there's going to be a change here on the Marie Manu Cherry mm. Show. And so what I'm going to do, because, you know, I just can't do it all. Right. I would love to, absolutely love to. So we're going to be scaling down instead of being on twice a week. We're going to be on just Thursdays. Mm. And so we have one more Tuesday on the air on KKNW, and, which will be the 7th. And then I'll just be on Thursdays. Well, we'll definitely miss you oh, me being too. here for boot camp for the soul yes. every Tuesday. Uh, there's going to be a big hole in the programming there for <laughs> sure, and and we'll we'll miss having you. But so happy that you're remaining on Thursday. Absolutely. And obviously, with all that traveling, you're going to be doing around the world. It's, well, at least around the Northwest a little bit. At least and, around the Northwest. Yeah. For now. For now, right? But, uh, you know, it's going to grow and grow. It's going to grow. grow. So, you know, it just makes sense. It, it makes sense, and I'm hoping that people will come out to the public venues mm-hmm. and meet me in person. I would love that. And a lot of these places I'm teaching workshops. So even though I haven't, I can't quite tell you where in California yet because uh, in contract I have to wait till I'm in their catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be doing a book signing on a Friday, and then I'll be teaching a workshop on Saturday. So that's super exciting. And I understand we'll be making more time on Thursdays to talk to listeners as yes, well. Yes, so. so we'll do the interviews like we normally do, mm-hmm. but I will, uh, I'll have at least one to two Thursdays a month while I'll, it'll just be me and I'll be able to do readings like I do on Tuesdays. So anyway, that's the change that's coming down the pike because, you know, one human being can only do so much. <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to meeting people in public. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines and continue with our, you know, connection to our own ancient knowing. All right. Let's talk to Danielle in Bellevue. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? Um, well, my question's about my daughter. A few years ago, she was diagnosed with scoliosis, mm-hmm. um, and that has changed both of our life's direction. Um, looking into alternative treatments for her has changed my career path. Wow. And I found something now that I'm really excited about, but I want to make sure that I'm on the right path for her because I want her to have the best. Um, and, I, and I'm so excited about it that I've changed my career, so I'm hopefully going to be doing these treatments in the future. Oh, and I want to know if it's right path for both of us. Well, I, I can tell you this as, as you were talking about the diagnosis, and I'm, I'm sorry for the diagnosis, but it yeah. clearly has turned into a blessing. Yeah. On multiple fronts. And one thing... I can see that in a small way. (laughs) I I know. As a mother who has to, you know, make decisions about, do I do surgery? Do we do alternative? How do we help safeguard my child's spine as she ages, right? Because that's what you're looking at, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, obviously, you've looked under every rock that you Mm -hmm. could. 
and you found right. something that you believe will work and you're right. so excited about it, you want to change your career. So I think it's a blessing. And, and, and here's another way to look at it. And this is just from my perspective that especially when we're born and we start to develop health issues early in life, like before we reach our adult years, let's say, which is when scoliosis is generally diagnosed, you know, like in puberty, usually right right around teens, Um, although it could be diagnosed sooner. The person wanted to have that disease. There's a particular reason why they chose to have, they had to put it into Uh the plan, right? And people who develop scoliosis and other people who develop problems with their spine, whether it's um, chronic or very acute, it has to do with stubbornness. So, yeah, the spine is all about the will. And so when people have problems, especially curvature of the spine, where it's it's curving in an unhealthy way, it shows that they have a very strong will and they tend to be stubborn. They don't always listen to their guidance. And so oh. knowing that um, is, is really great and wonderful information because it can help a person to reevaluate. Am I getting so stuck in my stubbornness or do I need to be more creative? Do I need to ask the hard questions and just in, instead of assuming I know all the answers? And so this is something you can help your daughter with because she wanted to learn this early in life. So it can affect her adult years and maybe how she works with people in the future because she seems to be very right. attracted to people. Um, right. And, and, and so that so I, I think what and we don't know, you haven't told me yet what it is that you're going to do, but I think it's fabulous. Uh-huh. I think you're going to be very good at it, really well, good at it. And now well, if you want to, you can implement the energetic ideas about back problems. Right. It's funny because I would not use the word stubborn to describe my daughter. She's strong-willed. You know, there's multiple ways to look at stubbornness. A lot of people think that when you're stubborn, it's you're you're barking orders to other people, you're stomping your feet. But there's an inner will where you don't allow yourself flexibility or freedom. Mm -hmm. And you go along with the program too much. So there's a multiple way. You know, do you you force your will externally or do you force your will internally? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, so that's one way to look at it. Like freedom is the opposite right. of that, you know, being completely free and, and people who are not a problem and are, you know, easily uh, will compromise and say yes. Well, they have to in some way force their will in order to be that agreeable. True. Yeah. Well, so that's something, something to, to think about. Yes, and to get curious about. So what is yeah. the alternative that you've decided to do, if you don't mind um, sharing? Well, we've done it twice already. It's a neurocranial adjustment of the sphenoid bone. Oh, nice. Yes. She was going to a chiropractor that was causing her great discomfort for a long time, Mm. and I don't think it it helped. Mm. Um, And this is easy. She likes the lady. It doesn't hurt. And she's been pain-free and much, much happier since we started going there. Wow. Perfect. So I think it's wonderful. And so then now you're going to go and get trained in this Approach. Right, which means like five years of schooling. <laughs> <laughs> but you seem excited about it. Yeah, I am excited about yeah. it. It's just I'm a little old to be starting five years of schooling. Well, but... <laughs> you know, it, if if it were true that we died earlier, but we keep living longer and longer and longer. Mm-hmm. And so we really do, if we tend to work, you know, throughout our lifetime, we do need to figure it out. And people who are excited about school, that means that they're supposed to go back to school. And you're yeah. super excited about it. I think right. it's going to make you feel and look younger, too. Oh, well, that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So congratulations to you and your daughter for working together. Oh, well, thank you. We're very close. It's beautiful. 
It's really beautiful. Um, could you tell me my daughter's spirit guide name so I can have someone to name when I'm asking the universe to watch out for her Aww. and to help her through some? Yeah. Oh, well, first of all, um, I actually don't tell people the names I think because spirit guides really don't oh. care what you call them. They oh. want it to be comfortable for the person. Oh, okay. uh, so they don't even care if you call them peanut butter and jelly. They just really don't care. <laughs> but I will tell you that your your daughter has uh, her primary guide is a male, but she has a pushy uh, secondary uh, female guide. And, and the, oh. fe- the female guide tries to kind of take over a little bit. It's adorable. But her primary guide is a male. So if, if you know, I would ask your daughter oh. what name she thinks her guide is. And because okay. she's probably going to come up with the perfect one, and then you can use that to. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually took my daughter to see you a few years ago. Oh, really? Yes, I, and we so... came in for a totally different e- issue, and you really honed in on the back being a big issue and talked about that a lot. Wow. And I left kind of thinking, huh? And then it ended up being quite a bit of an issue. Wow. Wow. Well, I, unfortunately, I don't remember, but I'm. Thank you so much for bringing. I, I don't remember clients. Um, for very long, I see too many people, but thank you oh, yeah. so much for um, bringing her in, and I'm yeah, sure I had a blast. Thank you very much for your guidance. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Have a beautiful okay. day. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's pop down the road from Bellevue to Redmond and talk to Melody. Hi, Melody. How are you? Hi there. Hi. What can I do for you today? Well, um, I have a, um, a friend of mine whose husband died recently, a couple months ago, and um, because it was completely unexpected and a shock to the family. A shock. I mean, you should see my face did like this grimace, right? And then I started to just kind of twist my body. I mean, it's, you you know, some things are just shocking, don't you think? It it was really, uh, you know, no one saw it coming. I'm so so sorry. When you you leave young kids behind in that situation, everybody's heart breaks for the family. Of course. And for her to just not even have any last words with her spouse is just heartbreaking. So I thought, I got to talk to Marie. (laughs) Well, well, first of all, she's been talking to him nonstop since he passed. And she has. Because, you know, they were close friends on top of it, which is what you want in partnership is, is hopefully to be friends first, you know, or however it works out, but ultimately have the friendship be the core foundation of your relationship. Right. Yeah. And they did have that. And so to her, it's like losing a dear friend. friend. Yes. Yeah. And so she's talking to him all the time through her tears and her anger and her sorrow. And, and at the same time, she must have a very strong spiritual belief herself because she also has this overwhelming sense that overcomes her when she least expects it, that he's okay. And, yeah. and um, so yeah. he's hearing every word she's saying and, and he's desperately trying to take notes because even though he's on the other side, he's, he's wishing that he could still be in a body and be in the kitchen with her at two o'clock in the morning when she's having a meltdown. You know? yeah. Yeah. And so he's taking notes and doing everything that he can help her with all of this. But at the same time, I'm having a conversation with him like, She's okay. I mean, your community has surrounded her, which is beautiful, fabulous. Yeah, he was the role model person. Oh. And so it leaves a big gap, not only in the family, but the community. And, oh. and I just, you know, really feel for the kids and just wondered if he had any messages for, especially his son, because we know him a lot and he's got a daughter. Well, any, uh, well here's what I'm hearing. Through? It's he. It's It's like he can't quite say anything yet because in his mind... He can't imagine. He can't imagine that he's not waking up to his children every morning, mm. 
or, you know, making a comment to them as they walk out the door. So mm-hmm. he isn't ready yet to make statements to them. Obviously, mm-hmm. he loves them desperately and he's just as heartbroken that he's not there, you know, mm-hmm. um, with them. He's perfectly fine and he's safe and he's surrounded by love himself, just like I feel like the community has surrounded this family. But he just can't quite. Um, I, I know we lost her, but I'll just keep talking. Uh, he just cannot quite say anything yet. Uh, maybe in a few weeks, when he gets his bearings, he'll be able to. Um, he'll be able to go ahead and report some beautiful language to his children, which I know he will. He's an eloquent um, speaker, but right now he can't do that. So uh, we lost our caller, but hopefully she's listening, or she can listen to the rest of my message on the archives. And we'll be right back. Become a Reiki master the weekend of March 2nd through March 4th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. Steve, a former participant, describes the workshop as deeply moving and profoundly powerful as participants become internally connected to a sacred lineage. The Reiki modality has provided me with a beautiful channel with which to focus my healing energies. I highly recommend it. Thank you, Marie. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, for more details. Are you new to the fields of energy medicine, Reiki, or subtle energy therapies? Are you looking for a mentor or for insight and guidance into your health or destiny or for connecting with a loved one on the other side? Travis Taylor is described by other healers as a soul whisperer who nourishes the spirit and enlightens the being. As an empath, energy intuitive, and clairvoyant medium, he offers individual sessions, classes, workshops, and mentoring programs that will improve your health and well-being, expand your consciousness, and cultivate your soul. For more information about Travis and his upcoming events, please visit empathichealing.com. That's empathic healing.com be well Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Shift your morning into overdrive with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on Alternative Talk 1150. Caffeinate your consciousness 6 a.m. weekdays with hot talk and great guests as you get your day underway with Mance and Mitchell, the most unusual radio show in western Washington. Presets adore us, snooze buttons fear us. On Wednesday, David M. Matthews opens the vault to the mind of the male. It's truth time, ladies. 1150kknw.com, your connection to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. You can reach us on the web at energyintuitive.com or... At 1150kknw.com <laughs> if you want to stream the show live. Catching Eric off guard there for a second. But yeah, you can hear it live either place, which is great. Because mm-hmm. you never know, sometimes weird stuff happens to the internet and then you've got a backup. 
you know, you can go to uh, KKNW's website or mine, and um, we get people who listen from around the country, which is so exciting, and sometimes around the world. True enough. Which is also very exciting. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? And we have people that call in from all around the world, too. I know. It's... Or sometimes just down the street, <laughs> <laughs> like Athena in Bellevue. Here. <sighs> Great. Hi, Athena. How are you? Hi. Hi, Marie. Um, yes, I am. Literally down the street from where you are. <laughs> Excellent. We'll meet at Starbucks afterwards. <laughs> okay. What can I do um, for you? Well, congratulations on the birthing of your new book. Thank you. I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I'm kind of actually, quite honestly, I'm in that state where I'm a little nervous because the people who have read my book so far, besides one writer for the, um, uh, what is it called? Australian uh, Yoga Journal, who, who's read the book because she wrote an article on it. That rag. <laughs> <laughs> that rag is because that's what they call it, right? The right. rag, the magazines. Uh, you know, it's been editors and close family friends who've read my book. And so there's this a little bit of anxiety because pretty soon everybody's going to read it. And I'm just I'm kind of dying to know what everybody's going to think about oh, it. Oh, did they give it a good review? I thought you were saying they gave it a no, bad they review. Gave That's it, why I said Yeah, no, they gave it a right. great review. Okay. Well, yeah. excellent. That esteemed journal exactly. of yoga from Australia. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. They actually wrote two articles and, and cited the book. So that's excellent. very lovely. So, uh, so just I, I, I have a feeling it's a fount of wisdom. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, you'll have to let me know. You'll have to let me know. I will. Great. I so will. What can I do for you? So, Marie, I wanted to get an um, objective perspective mm-hmm. um, and some encouragement. Okay. Um, been through, uh, came out of a tumultuous, bad relationship. Relationship, mm-hmm. and I tell you, <clears throat> taking a this the recovery part of it i'm out of it um been for a couple of months but <clears throat> been dealing with the aftermath and the, the toll it's taken on my health and kind of I'm just re regrouping and um so i want to keep my um focus on what i came here to do i've already done a lot of what i feel my soul mission is but i know i have more to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and looking for some inspiration and guidance. oh Great, great, great. Because I could already see something. In fact, the fifth layer of your field is highlighted. Your throat chakra is highlighted. The fifth layer of the field, many people believe it, has a phrase that says the divine plan. You know, It has this gorgeous template on it. And the throat chakra is all about your personal power, at least from the way I look at the chakra system. So both of them are highlighted, which means you're on the right track or you're thinking about the right track because I don't think you've actually made, you haven't gotten on the track yet. I mean, you keep putting your toe on it. But you haven't like boarded the train yet is how I feel. And, yeah. and and back to that relationship, it's like you knew before you even seriously committed to this relationship that it was not in your best interest. Yeah. I, I, you I, knew. And I, in I, fact, what your guides are telling me is that you might have a slight addiction to complicated partnerships and wanting to fix your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that capacity to see the good in all people. Yeah. Which is a blessing. And and I think people who have healing attributes, that's one of the the parts of their special gifts is they can see the beauty in everyone and, and they can pull that out of individuals. But when you're choosing for a partner or even, you know, companions, close personal friends in your life, you need your peers are people who have actualized that in their life, yeah. not those yeah. that are still working on creating it. I have serious reservations, which I made known to a couple's counselor with him. So yeah, but you still uh, chose. Uh, yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. But there, it was uh, in a 
there's very complicated uh, reasons for that. I know, but... Highly, highly complex reasons but, for that. But yeah. a healthy relationship but, is not complicated. No, no, no. My situation, my life situation at that time... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. ...was, was the, the, the origin of the complexity. Right. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. in the future, no matter how complicated the origin of it is, you need to choose what's in your best interest. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have these perceptions about, wow, I'm going to be in trouble if I don't do blah, 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 blah. Or I'm going to have some challenges in this area if I don't do blah, blah, blah. But that's just a perception. That's not necessarily true. It could be that if you trust, that if you follow what's in your real knowingness, that things are going to turn out a hundred times better than you could have possibly imagined. It, yeah. As you walk in a direction that's not familiar and it goes against what you think is safe. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's at the same yeah. time, I, there was a lot of good that came out of it. I'm sure as there, you know, thankfully in every choice we make, there's always good. You know, one of my clients told me a, an image that she got, and I'm seeing it again, um, where she was talking to her guides and they showed her that there were, there was this long, beautiful hallway. In fact, the hallway was silver, almost like a slide, but it was straight. And on the right hand side of the hallway were about a hundred doors. And they said, you can go into any of these doors And you will eventually get to the end result, which is at the end of the hallway. Or you can simply slide down the slide. (laughs) And so that's what your guides are talking to you about. Yeah, you're right. You learned a lot. And you went through a door and it took you one or two years off of the course of the slide. And you can come back out into the hallway and you can choose another doorway if you want to. Or you can go through every single door along the hallway. Well, really? I'm not do that again. Okay. <laughs> I'm not do that again. Or you can just sit on your butt. 2020, you know. <laughs> exactly. But there, there comes that moment where we feel anxious. We all feel this. Everyone, not just you. We all feel this anxiety. Like our knowingness is telling you, sit on your butt and just effortlessly slide down the hallway. It's telling you to do that, <laughs> and it seems too simple. And and we're nervous and we're scared about really embracing the whole aspect of our being, whether it's in a partnership or a career or a combination of all the things that we might be desiring. And so in our anxiety, we go, well, I'm just going to go through this door. I'll be right back. But then a couple of years go by. You know? So yeah. so your guides are saying, use the slide. It's, it, it's perfect. It's quick. It'll take you about 30 seconds to get down there. And then you can call it good. Okay? Right, right now I'm being challenged with um, my physical... My physical survival needs and getting those met right. while I get onto my path, right. back onto my path. Right. So well, that was part of the relationship, too, that I picked up on as well. And mm-hmm. and so, yeah, so then the, the core thing to work on right now is feeling abundant, even when abundance is not something that you can easily sense in your surrounding. You need to feel that authentically in your body so you can start attracting it to you so Mm -hmm. you know what would it maybe look around in your community about someone's lifestyle that you would love to have your lifestyle modeled from financially let's say and start feeling as if that is already true for you because that's what's going to you're going to gravitate that energy to you and things happen miraculously i believe i I, i'm open to infinite possibilities good so So start feeling that frequency yeah and yes, I do feel slide. it from time to time. Good, after. good. So do it every day for like three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. Very good. Marie, thank you. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much. All Thank you. Bye-bye. Blessings to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Now let's go quite a bit further northeast down the road, and let's talk to Charles calling all the way from Toronto, Canada. Hi, Charles. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm fabulous. You know, I'm not going to be quite as north as Toronto, but I will be in the fall. I'll be in Vancouver at Hollyhock. I'm teaching a weekend workshop on intuitive health coming up. So um, I don't know. Maybe we'll, I know Toronto's pretty far, but uh, I'll be thinking of you at the very least when I'm in Canada. Sounds good, because I need some intuitive health. (laughs) Okay. So maybe you'll take that workshop. Who knows? Maybe I'm just putting the little... You never know. So so what can I do for you today? Well, I saw the today's topic was knowing. So I'm curious, uh, uh, what's the best way for me, for my... Let me me rephrase that. What what way do my guides think it's best for me to know, and what do they think should know? No, I think... I. What a great question, right? Yeah. So, so, he, and it's funny. I've been hearing this question that I'm about to give an, as an example ever since I got on the program today, but it just hasn't come out yet. And I guess it was waiting for you. And um, one of the ways to bypass uh, the challenges and the fears that we have to get to authentic information that we need to move forward in any area of our life is to ask the question that frightens us the most. And because we're trying to avoid that question, we're, we're like, I don't even want to look at that. No, that, you know, and, and really the information that's the most helpful will present itself when we've asked the question that we're most terrified of. So I would take a few moments and write down what those questions might be. And then I would pick a time of day that works well for you. It looks like evening, you know, like a couple hours before you head off to bed, the house is quiet. I would light some candles, get meditative, because the universe is already going to know, wow, he's going to ask the questions that he's most frightened of. And and then when you get to that place, you can ask the question, I would ask it out loud. And let's say this isn't your question, but I'm just going to use a different one as an example. Let's say the, the question is, let's say someone who's single and they're terrified they're going to be single the rest of their life, and, and they've been avoiding asking that question. And so they ask the question, would it be in my highest good to remain single? the question that they never wanted to ask and they're asking it out loud. And it's like, as soon as we ask the question that we're most frightened of the one that we're preventing from getting answers about, we're putting walls and barriers we're we're, you know, we're scared. As soon as you ask the question, then the fear dissipates and then the universe can actually come and bring the most valuable information possible. Cause they're waiting for us to ask the right question questions. And the way we ask them are so important. So do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I absolutely know what you're, talk, what you're talking about. And yeah. I know, I, I'd love the way the universe answered me to be with a picture or something like that. Because I would, then I'd say, <laughs> oh, great. But it's not. I just, I think my way of knowing is just knowing. But then I think, well, that's just me thinking that. So well, he, not, here's right? what I think will happen. I actually see that when you ask this question sincerely um, about your health, then I think you're going to hear a multitude of answers and information. And I think you're going to be relieved by what you hear. Because even though you're, you're acting strong and tough and you've got plans, I think you're actually scared and you're afraid to really be in that space. So I, I, think, um, I think it's going to be a really cool place, actually. Okay. Well, I, you know what? Because I, I, I asked the question. I think I asked the question I need to ask. And I know I'm going to be okay. So, right. 
It's just the knowing, though. I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's say if indeed you asked that question from a sincere place and you got the answer that was independent of your guides, of course you're going to be okay no matter what. But there should be more information that follows that. So then you can ask another question. You know, like let's say you have a plan to do blah, blah, blah. Then you say, to be in that place of health, would this be in my best interest to do this? Or, you know, could you please give me a picture? You can literally ask for a picture. But I don't believe you have asked the question from that vulnerable place yet. I think you've asked the question out of... um, out of, out of some sort of necessity, but I don't think you've asked it from a vulnerable place yet. So just get really... What I try and do is I try and ask the question and then say the answer. Or I think the question, and then I put my hand on my heart and I say the answer. So here's what I prefer what that you do. I would prefer that you ask the question out loud, not in your okay. mind, and let the answer come to you quietly. It's a different perspective. Okay, we'll give yeah. it a shot. Okay, and then let me know how it goes. Okay, do, do they have any message for me do, specifically? No, they. but they keep telling, today they've told me you're getting closer and closer and closer to what you need to do for your health and well-being, <laughs> which is good. That's good. So you're yeah, on the right track. absolutely good. Yeah. I'm learning to have patience. <laughs> Wonderful. That's congratulations. And hopefully I'll see okay, you Marie, in the fall. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's move on to Lori calling from Tacoma. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hi. Good. Great. What can I do for you? Well, I'm happy to be talking with you, Marie, but I'm sad because my dad passed away. I'm so sorry. I really am. Was he sick? No, it happened very suddenly. Really? Had he had some health issues previously? Not that he said anything about. It was a stroke. So it was... He had a stroke, and then he passed within about 24 hours. Oh, I'm so sorry. So we don't know if he had elevated blood pressure. I mean, we're, we can assume that he did unless he had, you know, yeah. some other abnormality going on. Because he's yeah. talking to me about not feeling well for a while. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he did have, he did take medication for blood, high blood pressure. Huh. So. so even with Probably. the medication of the high blood pressure, he still stroked, if indeed that was the cause of the stroke. You know, because yeah. there can be multiple reasons, but, you know, usually high blood pressure is the underlying cause of stroke. Right. He tells me he wasn't feeling very well. He also tells me that he considered himself a private person. Yeah. He didn't want to share things. So right. maybe he was even feeling dizzy. But interesting enough, the way he first described it to me is I thought, oh, my gosh, he must have been sick for a while, which, of course, wasn't the case, which makes it even more shocking and alarming to the family. But, yeah. you know, perhaps even just being dizzy made him feel uncomfortable, but he didn't share anything with anyone. That, that sounds like him. Oh, <laughs> well, well, first of all, um, it sounds like we're on, you know, that I locked on to your father, which is very nice. And he's yeah. a very kind man, by the way. He was. Very yeah. kind. He still is. You know, even though your dad's not in a body, he still completely exists. He's yeah. not dead, even though I may refer to people that way just so we know what population group we're talking about. But your father is incredibly kind. He's a very good person. And and so how I kind of want you to look about his death, even though it was untimely, you weren't prepared at all. No. (laughs) At all. Your father, I mean, it just it's a reflection of what a kind person he is that he just kind of slipped away. You know, he didn't he didn't suffer. 
I know. I'm he, so, and I know oh. that was his worst fear. I mean, he just, oh. he, he really did not want to be. Isn't that interesting? Incapacitated in any way. Wow. And, and as his worst fear. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, obviously your father got what he wanted, even if, if it was sooner than he would have liked it. Because, you know, a lot of times strokes, when people survive them, there can be a fair amount of debilitation right? from not being able to walk or speak or, you know, uh, to even express their thoughts correctly. It's, you know, move their arms, you know, right. contraction and paralysis. And, and it's, it's challenging and embarrassing for people. Right. Um, believe it or not, it's very hard on them. So maybe this was the thing that your father, you know, like maybe he knew if he had survived a stroke, it would have somehow created some debilitation for him. I know that's it. I, in fact, I'm I'm happy it Aww. went so quickly for him, Aww. even though I miss him terribly. It was, Aww. I know, in his design, by his design, because it was, he just wanted it that way. Aww. And that's what he got. And Oh, well, um, as you're talking, because, you know, that's your knowingness, right? That's your your deep mm-hmm. sense of awareness when you kind of take away the fact that he's your dad and you're his daughter. When you can be mm-hmm. in that more neutral place, you know it's in the highest good for him, yeah. which means it's in the highest good for everyone. Because to right. watch him paralyzed or not being able to speak right. probably would have been heartbreaking. Definitely. Because you, you're very empathic, so you would have known what he was thinking, what he was feeling, even if he wasn't able to accurately communicate it. Yeah. And, and when you were speaking about all the things that you just said, your father had the biggest smile on his face. Are are you <laughs> about to have a birthday or did you just have a birthday? No, it's in September. So September's too far. Do you have any siblings? No, I'm his only Ooh. biological daughter. And what about your mom? Um, they were not married, but um, my, well, his, my uh-huh. sister, his stepdaughter, uh-huh. um, just had a birthday, okay. and he died on January 11th. Okay, well, he has a huge birthday cake, So, and I'm usually Aww. within six weeks. You know, six weeks before I'm talking to someone about okay. their loved one or six weeks be- after. So was he close to his stepdaughter? Yeah, he was. He, he had quite a few little stepdaughters and, like, pseudo-daughters. He just sure. was a father figure to Aww. a lot of people. Well, he has yeah. a beautiful birthday cake for her, and it must be kind of a big birthday for her, even though it's not as old as I am, um, <laughs> because he says that, you know, he puts a t- quite a few candles on it, and he's wishing her an ease into this new age group that she's moving into. Oh, can I ask one more question? One because, question, sure. Okay. I saw the number 11, like, everywhere before, and wow. I didn't know why, before he passed, and then he passed on January 11th, one eleven. Wow. And then right after up to his memorial, I kept seeing it everywhere. Is, is there a connection? Well, 11 is, it's considered the psychic number in numerology. Oh. And, and so you were giving a heads up about your father's passing and that also it was going to be beautiful and loving and, oh. and magical, which it was. And my condolences oh. to you and your family and happy birthday to your stepsister. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a beautiful Bye-bye. day. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Um, And I will be back on on Thursday. We're going to have Alan Geddes, my favorite psychologist, calling in from New Jersey. He's going to be on the air answering your questions. Everyone have a beautiful, beautiful day. Looking forward to seeing you at book signings and workshops all coming soon in March. Have a beautiful day. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. 